welcome to episode 68 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually working, actually stashed, and actually attending. I I have a lot to talk about today. It doesn't sound like it based on the segments, but there's a whole bunch of stuff today. The first thing is working. Uh, Right now, I'm closing in on finishing an object. I am on the second sleeve, and they're very, very short sleeves of my Ninnel Chick. I'm not sure that's how you pronounce that. Ninnel Chick Swancho. So this is a Boylan Knits pattern that I first saw in the Yoth booth at Stitches West. It's a gorgeous poncho. It's colorwork, DK weight, and it's basically a poncho with sleeves. So my poncho part is done. I have one sleeve done and I'm closing in on the second. It's really just a cute, cozy pattern. I'm really excited about this finished object. I'm heading up to my parents' house in the mountains for the Thanksgiving weekend, and I really want to get this finished so that I can wear it to dinner on Saturday. That's my plan. Again, very, very cute pattern. So it's a knit in the round in color work. Mine is knit out of some Cloudborn Merino DK. I bought this from Craftsy on sale. So I have been looking and looking and looking for DK weight for two color work sweaters. I have several hmm, DK weight sweater quantities in my stash. One of my Thanksgiving weekend treats to myself is that I'm going to spend some time with my stash this weekend, but I didn't have anything that I was willing to break up in order to make this sweater. And I did have some DK weight minis that I could have dyed but same sort of thing, I think I would have had to order more. I wouldn't have been convinced that I was doing them consistently. It just, I couldn't quite make anything work with yarn that I already had. So, excuse the phone in the background. Um, so the solution was this Cloudborn DK. And I have to say, I've been quite pleased with it. Very, very, very economical purchase. I think that I bought... Let's see, five skeins of the main color, four or five skeins of the main color, which mine is a gray, and then two each of the contrast colors, which I didn't end up needing. I have a a beautiful sort of dark raspberry red, a navy blue, and a green that I'll call jade, for lack of a better, lack of a better, it's not quite maybe as deep as a jade, but um, I only used one skein of each. The red I used, actually, the red I still have a skein uh, that I didn't even wind. The green I had about three yards left when I got done. And the blue I did break into the second one just a little bit. And I think when all is said and done, I'm going to have a solid skein and a half left of the light gray. So I'm definitely going to do something else with these. It would make a really charming set of. Um, mitts and a hat or something like that. I think that would be really great. And so I'm pretty pleased with it. It's a little bit of a rustic feeling yarn, not terribly so. I'm really excited to see how this blocks out with the color work, especially, right? I feel like everything's a, a tiny bit bunchy at the moment, and I'm excited to see it relax, um, in the soak and, I'm hoping to be soaking it this afternoon, drying it tomorrow, and wearing it Friday or Saturday. That's my plan. So I highly recommend this little sweater just as a fun color work project. It was not 
particularly difficult. I don't have a ton of experience with stranded color work, and so this was a really good one for me to practice my floats and things like that. I'm going to talk about another pattern from the same designer in a little bit, and uh, I feel like that one... I made a bigger investment in the yarn, things like that. I'm going to want, I'm going to be more of a perfectionist about it. I don't think I said, so I bought all that yarn and I think it was $32 from Craftsy. It was super inexpensive and it's all 100% wool. So that was a great bargain. But anyways, this other sweater that I'm going to knit was, I, I indulged myself a little bit more in the yarn. And so I'm going to be a little bit pickier about how it turns out. So I feel like this was a good way to practice my stranded color work before I jump into that other sweater. So that's the first thing that's on my needles. The second thing that I'm really closing in on finishing and I'm hoping to finish this weekend is the tofe hat. So that's a woolly worm head pattern. I've been knitting that a little bit here and there on the bus. It's really cool. It's from her Elements. I believe it's the Elements collection. It might be the Elemental collection. It's tofe, T-O-P-H. And this is a really cool set of hat patterns that you knit from basically what, what she calls a panel map. So it's all garter stitch knit flat um, using significant amounts of short rows that I was worried about before I started knitting it. And once I got into it, it's actually really fun. And I keep thinking, gosh, I bet there would be fun ways. I bought the whole ebook. So I think there would be really fun ways to play around with that technique in shawl or in like a cowl. So I may take her little maps and play with them a little bit because I, I think they're really cool. I suppose you could even do mitts with them and, and come up with some cool things there. So I'm I'm pretty excited about this this collection of patterns and this hat in particular. Mine is knit with some review yarn that I got from a company called Shepherd's Lamb. It's a beautiful blue, of course, and then I, I paired it with some Knit Picks Gray that I had in my stash, and I'm just really thrilled with the whole thing. I like the yarn very much. It's going to be a very warm hat, which is okay. It's also going to fit big. I mean, it's very, so you knit it as a panel, and the panel is very tall. It's definitely going to be kind of a slouchy hat. I hope that my gauge is okay. I wasn't real particular about my gauge, and so hopefully that'll work out okay. But I think it's going to be a really, really fun one uh, to wear because it is a really unique looking hat. And, and again, I'm going to talk about some other things from that collection a little bit later in the episode. The next thing that has actually gotten quite a bit of love lately is my So Faded sweater. So this is one of the Andrea Mowry Fade patterns. This is a fingering weight pullover sweater. I have made a couple of modifications to mine, so I knit the top exactly as written. On the body of the sweater, I am using the shaping from Confetti, which really what I'm doing is increasing four stitches every 10 rows, just so that it'll have kind of an A-line shape to it. I really wear my Confetti sweater by Vera Valimaki a lot. And I thought that that shaping would be really nice. I know Gail from the Yarniacs did a similar thing where she, I think she's done a couple of these. I think she's combined 
confetti would so faded or also uh, the pavement sweater, which I think is another Vera Valimaki. She's been playing around with taking you know, elements of each of those sweaters that she likes and using the fade technique um, to bring them together. So mine is knit from three different yarns. The first one, which I finished a while ago, was some Hedgehog Fibers sock in Bounce, which is a great bright colorway, kind of a neon turquoise, really neon chartreuse, little flecks of black in it that give it just a hint of, I won't say stripiness, but every once in a while there's a little section of, I don't know, 12 stitches or something that has some black, so it gives it a little bit of a stripiness to it. And then I knit the second section out of a sock blank that the kids and I made with uh, Easter egg dye this year. So last year we had done that and I turned that into my doodler, and I love it very much. So this year, uh, our sock blank went into my So Faded sweater. I played around with it a little. So the beginning color, pull it out of the bag here. The beginning color was very much similar to the chartreuse in the yarn. And so it actually makes a really nice fade, because it feels like it goes from having some of that color to a lot of that color. Then it fades back down to a really pretty turquoise that uh, I like quite a lot. And then what I did was I actually went to the other end of the sock blank because I had some red and some yellow in it and I didn't I didn't want it to be super rainbowy the way that it faded. So I pulled from the other end and it's kind of a cornflower blue. So then it, it kind of fades two colors of the sock blank together and then it starts to get into a little bit of more of a purple and a tiny bit of pink. Um, and I'll certainly use that on the slide uh, on the sleeves. Sorry guys, I got tongue tied there. I don't know if I'll use the last color, which will be yellow. So that little bit of sock blank might not get used. And then the last color or the last yarn in this is from Wonderland Yarns. And I would have to look up the colorway. But it's a primarily white yarn. I got this at colorful yarns uh, down in Denver. It's a primarily white yarn with a couple different colors of speckles of turquoise and then black and then some very dark kind of raspberry pink. So the nice thing is this black has a very similar effect to the black in the bounce where there's little sections of black and I think that's going to tie the whole thing really nicely together top to bottom. It, it's I've got a lot of yarn. This was a big put up. I think it was 530 yards. So I'll be able to do quite a bit of length. I think from the underarm right now, um, when I measured the other day, I was at 12 or 13 inches. We saw a couple of movies this week. We saw Justice League, which was not um, terrible. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I went in with low expectations and therefore enjoyed it quite a lot. And then the kids and I went with some friends of theirs yesterday and we saw Wonder, which was great and I cried. But I got a lot of knitting in the round time in during both of those things. And so Justice League, I actually think I was knitting on the Swan Show, but during Wonder I was knitting on this so faded. So I think I'll go probably a full 17 inches uh, from the underarm and then also do a couple inches of ribbing as the pattern calls for because I want it to be a little bit longer. And the good news is I have plenty of yarn to play with the length. When I'm done with this, I have a set of minis from the same dyer and initially I was going to use the minis and then I decided that maybe that was a little much. So the 
anything I have left over in this Wonderland yarns, I can use back with the set because one of the minis in the set is this exact same colorway. And then I have a purple and a pink and a yellow and one that's a little bit more greens with some turquoise mixed in. So those will be fun projects too. I've been using with this one, the other thing that makes me happy about this project is I've been using my Star Wars bag from Front Range Bags, which I got at Stitches West. So this was a project that was sitting around in this beautiful bag uh, for the better part of the summer. And then I was really frustrated with myself for not using my beautiful bag. So it's made me happy to have that out um, and getting some use as well. So I am also working on a Free Your Fade by Andrea Mowry. This pattern I knit for Knit Nosh um, with the leftovers from the um, Find Your Fade that I knitted to wear at Knit Nosh and give to my mom for Christmas. And then I got this beautiful set of Zen Yarn Garden Quartets. They're in a spring colorway, so there's a dark gray, a beautiful like lettuce green, I guess I would call it. And then there's a couple of different variegated, a speckle. So I was looking for something that would really, you know, play up those minis and that seemed like the perfect pattern. I since I didn't keep the other for your fade, I gave it away at Knitnosh to a very excited recipient. I thought it would be fun to have one like this. I do think that this is a shawl I'll get a lot of wear out of. Frankly, it that with the green I think I can get away with wearing it as a Christmassy thing, although I do have a Christmas shawl I knit myself last year. And I just think with the the gray to kind of anchor it to, there's a lot of black and gray in my work wardrobe right now, a lot of neutrals. So this will be a nice piece to kind of play those up as well. So I'm very excited about it. I'm, I would say about halfway done. Well, no, that's not true. I'm still fading in the second color, although I'm doing very long fades and I'm kind of just playing with the striping. So I'm not being real meticulous about how many rows of what I do. Um, I'm just kind of playing with it and letting the colors fade the way they want to. That's definitely what I'm doing on the so faded sweater as well. So that is it for things on my needles right now. I want to go back and talk about, let's see, I made this little list of whips. I'm in a very goal setting mind space right now, frankly. It was, I sat down the other day and I made a list of kind of the, my upcoming knitting plans and then I underlined it. So I have in order sort of the things I would like to finish. The Toaf Hat, the, the Swan Show, and So Faded are the first three. The next couple are things that I finished or started earlier in the year. So there's a sweater that I'm knitting out of some MJ Yarns Peruvian Dreams. Last winter, I went to a studio sale at Jonathan's studio and he had sweater quantities of Peruvian Dreams from a, a wholesale order that had been canceled. And I got this beautiful, soft blue yarn. I think I've divided the sleeves. I may not have yet divided the sleeves. But if I haven't, I'm almost ready to divide the sleeves. So it feels like something that would be really attainable to finish up pretty quickly. It's a worsted weight sweater. So that one is going to come out of hibernation Again, once the, the swan show is done and start getting some active effort into getting that finished, it's a really cozy, sweatshirty looking sweater. And so I really want to add that to my wardrobe because I also feel like it's a beautiful yarn. It's a beautiful sweater. So again, with a nice pair of pants, with a skirt, um, I'm just settling into my work wardrobe. And I think that'll be a nice piece to add to that. After that, I have my Ravello sweater. This is a sweater that I finished over the summer. 
I knit it out of some hedgehog fibers. I don't remember the name, but it was a like a white base with speckles. And then I had some yarn that I had dyed based on the Sarah Air Craftsy class I took, and it was called Phoenix Butterfly. And it's this gorgeous, like, neon melon color. Pinky, orangey. It's beautiful. I love it. And I wasn't crazy about how the final sweater fit. It was a little bit short, and it was a little bit... I don't want to say snug, but because it was short, it kind of felt a little, it just didn't fit great. So I, I ripped it out because I'm brave. I had yarn left over. And so that was the other was like, I have this beautiful yarn. There was no reason to not use it all. I decided that if I was going to add length, then I was also going to add A-line shaping. So the way that I knit it before, I did have... I mean, it's probably less than 100 yards, but I have some of the speckle left, and it's a striped sweater, so I'll stripe down further with the white, um, and then I had quite a bit of the neon left, and so then I'll add length with the neon. So it's kind of striped at the top and then solid at the bottom, and I think I'll be able to get, I think I'll be able to get three or so more inches out of it, but I did rip it all the way back to the armholes. So the good news is the sleeves are already done. So it'll just be stocking it in the round until it's finished and, and then a hem. So I'm pretty excited. But that one has been sitting here patiently in my living room. Um, but with the so faded on the needles, uh, that's been my priority in terms of stocking it in the round for days. And then the last thing that I have is I have a brioche shawl from Vera Valimaki that I started in the spring, it was a review yarn from um, Manostel Uruguay that had linen in it. Milo, I believe, is either the name of the yarn or the name of the colorway. But it's really pretty, and it brioche just takes a lot of brain space. So I kind of thought, well, maybe over Christmas break or something, I will finish my first brioche object and get a little bit of confidence, and then maybe that'll be ready to go. So those are the whips that I want to finish. I know that sounds like a lot because it's a lot of sweaters and things, but I'm I'm confident, you guys. I'm always confident, right? But I'm confident that I can get some of these done before the end of the year and add to my sweater wardrobe. Then I had things that I wanted to cast on. So I'm going to save this section, actually, until I get through my stash updates because there's quite a bit here that's dependent on things that are in my stash. Let me flip back to that page of my notebook. I have quite a few review yarns today, you guys. Um, the folks at Stitch Craft Marketing had done several outreaches, and I was just in a space where I was like, yes, please, and I said yes to a lot of them. So the good news is I have some beautiful yarns to review and some gorgeous yarns to work with. I'm going to try to go in the order in which I received them. So the first one is... Some Prairie Spun DK from the Brown Sheep Company. They're in Mitchell, Nebraska. This is like an operating mill in Nebraska. I know my friend Emily has driven out there to see them. I would love to do that someday. And you can get this yarn on brownsheep.com. I want to say, you guys, I went out looking the other day. So a couple of things. I'm very happy with how my swancho came, turned out. When this yarn, this DK yarn, and I've been searching for a DK yarn to do this with, showed up in my house I was like oh dang this is what I should have used on the swancho because there is a raspberry color and a gray that's what I got my colorways are called coneflower and rain cloud 
but they're both prettier than my than my craftsy yarn that I got so inexpensively. But also, I went and looked online, and this is not expensive yarn. But I feel like it was um, about $10 a skein. So certainly it would have been more expensive than what I bought to make the swancho, but my swancho would be so pretty if it was made out of this gorgeous yarn. It's a really nicely spun uh, DK yarn. So it's a three-ply, 100 grams is 256 yards, and the the pink, this coneflower color, you guys, is so pretty that when I took it out of the package, I gasped. It was, it's just this stunning raspberry color, and I was astonished. Yeah, so it looks to me like this is $10.99 a skein, which I think is very reasonable. It's enough to tempt me into just wanting to order some and make another swancho, but I probably won't do that. They actually sent me a pattern, so that's on my list of items to cast on. They sent me a pattern for the maize hat, and that is a hat that was designed to use this particular yarn by them. And I So anyways, this will be a maize hat. The other thing that I think I'll do with it, because that hat does not call for a ton of yarn, and I've got 400 yards of the yarn. I think what I will do is knit this hat, and then I think I might do another one of the, the um, Wooly Wormhead Elemental hats, because again, this pink, I just want to use every single inch of it. And then the gray, it's a beautiful heathered silver gray. The contrast is really nice. It'll be really darling in this maize hat, but then I, I think it'll be perfect in one of these woolly wormhead hats as well. Like I said, I, I would love to play around with this technique of these little maps that she has and see if I couldn't come up with some cool way to use those to make myself a pair of mitts or something. I'd have to really play with gauge and do some math and things like that, but that could be really cool. So more to come about this yarn as well. I, I um, could definitely see myself buying more of this yarn because they're so close I'm pretty sure Brown Sheep comes to Interweave Yarn Fest so they will be one for sure that I seek out this year and and think about getting some more of this yarn in particular because it's lovely I really I really was thrilled with it when it showed up so that one was very exciting the next one was a yarn from Manistel Uruguay so again they are a really cool company because it's about, you know, providing sustainable work for um, women in Uruguay. And Fairmount Fibers is the U.S. distributor. It's called Serpentine. And this one is really cool because it is a hand-spun yarn. So all of the Manosel Uruguay yarns are hand-paints. This one is hand-painted and hand-spun. Um, this is 100% superwash merino, 142 yards. It is a Aran weight yarn, I believe. Not a bulky, but it, but pretty close to a bulky. Really, really squishy and soft, and it's beautiful. Mine is in a colorway called Mother Teresa, which is, they're all kind of on a, a neutral, natural base with just then streaks of little bits of color. Mine, surprisingly, is turquoise. But I love it. I'm really excited about it. I was really tempted the other day to just try to whip up a hat in this, like, right away. I didn't 
end up deciding if I wanted to try to do something a little more fun like with cables or something. So it is still sitting, but this is the type of thing, right, at 142 yards, I could totally just whip up a little hat with it and have a new object in, you know, in a quiet afternoon. So this will be on the needles very, very soon. I'm looking for a hat pattern that uses, you know, a heavier weight yarn. Again, I don't think it's quite a bulky. I think it's more of an Aran weight, but I would love suggestions if anybody's got a favorite quickie hat pattern that they would like to suggest for this one. Next, like I said, you guys, there's been a lot of these. Uh, next, there is some more yarn from Zen Yarn Garden. So these guys have been very generous and, and driving a lot of reviews lately, and they gave me the opportunity to review their Magical Dye Pot series of yarns. So these are hand paints and speckles. I had the opportunity to pick out three. They don't have cool colorway names, so they're, they're like color families, and then there's a number. So mine are all in the F family, which you will be shocked to know are blue. <laughs> and um, I got F6, F4, and F2. The F4 is the darkest of the bunch. I'm going to unscan it and look at it a little bit while I talk to you guys. So there's some navy, there's some beautiful green, there's what I would call kind of a bright royal blue. I think that the turquoise in this one really comes more from the other two colors touching a bit, but it's it's gorgeous. The navy in this is beautiful. These are very soft. I was going to say that too. So the other one, when I'm knitting that for your fade, it's a very soft yarn. This is their super fine fingering. So it's a 90% super fine superwash merino, 10% nylon, 400 yards per skein. It's milled in Italy and hand-dyed in Canada. I, It's a super fine. I don't think that that's a weight statement. I think this is a traditional fingering weight yarn. So that is the first one, which was F2. I'll put pictures on uh, the show notes, and I did I put in pictures on Instagram when this came in because it was so lovely. The second one, F4, goes more towards the green. So this one where the other one's sort of anchored in a navy blue, this one is anchored. Oh, it's stunning, you guys. It's anchored in more of a, there's some forest green here. I think there's some forest green with like a chartreuse over top of it. There's a very deep aqua, but this skein is much more green. And I, there's some black in this one as well. Some of the sections sort of look like they're just over dyed with some black. Um, so that one is amazing. And then the third one is um, a, a white base. So it's more of a true speckle. There's some royal blue, some navy blue, some turquoise, and some chartreuse speckles in this one. So this was F2, oh no, F6. And I'm definitely going to use them together. I'm trying to figure out exactly what they want to be. I have 1,200 yards to work from. I could potentially knit a sweater, a fingering weight sweater. I might have to supplement just a little bit to be able to pull that off. Or I'm thinking that it, it would certainly make a beautiful shawl. So I have some decisions to make about this one, you guys. I really am open to pattern suggestions, if anybody's got any. And I'm very excited to see what these grow up to be. Um, they're really, they're stunning. I'm very, very, very pleased and I'm very thankful to have the opportunity to 
work with so much of this beautiful yarn. So they, again, sent me that gradient set, which was, I think that was 800 yards, and then this is another 1,200 yards, and it's just this beautiful hand-painted yarn. Let's see. And so then I have one more review, believe it or not. And this one is very close to home because I got a skein from Biju Basin Ranch. So the other thing I wanted to really give a shout out to them is I've ordered yarn from them recently as I was preparing for Knit Nosh. And then this review package came. And they always do such a nice job. So in the package was a pattern for um, a a cowl called Islet of the Tiger, which is cute. And it is designed for just one skein of this. So I might, I might just knit exactly this because it is just one skein. It's a 325 yards. Oh, it's bigger than I thought. 325 yards of 50% uh, Tibetan yak and 50% merino. Um, it's a fingering weight yarn. And of course the Bijou Basin yarns are so unique and so special. I'm pretty sure I got myself a skein that was dyed by, hmm, I thought I got myself a skein that was dyed by Jonathan, although I'm not certain just based on the colorway number. But the color that I got is just a beautiful like wine red. This one is, it just has a number, 04117. I don't know what that means. Um, but again, 50% yak down, 50% super fine merino. The other things that they sent along, they sent a little set of um, post-it notes and a sticker and some of their, their fiber wash, which I obviously really enjoy. So, and a stitch marker. So it's very well packaged and just really fun. So like I said, I, I may just knit this little lacy eyelet cowl and let the yarn grow up to be that, or I may knit something else. I haven't quite decided yet. So those are all the review yarns. There are a lot of them. Expect to hear more about these, you guys, you know, with over time, because I am making decisions about projects, and as I knit them, I'll make sure to let you guys know um, how they're coming along. But lots of beautiful stuff, lots of really, really beautiful stuff. I feel really fortunate to be able to work with such amazing yarns. So then... I got a present. I'm going to talk about the present that I got first because um, that's not yarn I bought. So I got some three Irish girls yarn. My lovely friend Shana, who is the designer behind Yumi Yarns, came from South Dakota with her friend Kate all the way down for Knit Nosh, which was incredible. I'm going to talk a little bit in a little while about the pattern she designed for Knit Nosh and all of that. Um, but she brought me a skein of Three Irish Girls yarn. She does little kits. I know she's done some work with Three Irish Girls because one of her samples was in their booth when I was at Stitches West, which was an exciting being girl kind of moment for me. Um, and then the, um, and so she bought me this beautiful, really neon-y pinks and yellows and greens skein of Three Irish Girls yarn. So I wanted to give Shana a shout out and say thank you again for coming from so far away to hang at Knit Nosh. And thank you for designing the pattern and thank you for the yarn you brought me. That was very, very sweet and I can't wait to work with it. The next thing that came was this month's shipment from the Madeline Tosh Club. This was the in a colorway called Totem. So the way that the yarn club works, and I think I've talked about this before, is they open up voting so you can vote on a set of inspiration pictures. And then based on which 
picture wins, they will dye up a custom colorway. This one um, was reds and purples mostly. Red, purple, some yellow, some blue. There are some great places where those, you know, play together. Um, but the inspiration picture was this gorgeous bird, right? Red parody looking bird with red and purple feathers. There were, um, it's of the three, it's the one I like the most. So they do a solids, a speckles, and then a dyer's choice every month. So I think this is the last round of this yarn club. I, but now I, I do have kind of a buildup here, guys, of some re really unique skeins. I've got to think about how I want to use them. Was the nitpick sale. And so the nitpick sale happens every year. I think it, I think it ends today or tomorrow. It's always a great way to stock up on different things. The first or second day of the sale, I got an email that they were doing an extra discount on kits. And I didn't really feel like I needed any just regular nitpicks yarn. Last year, I kind of stocked up on some things that I thought I would use, like some palette fingering just for mitts and things. I got a sweater quantity of just a nice gray worsted. So I didn't want to do that again this year. But what I did instead was I bought some kits. And I'm going to start with um, this one that's called the Happily Sweater. And so this is where I must be just feeling extra brave for color work because this is a full Fair Isle sweater. It's a yoked sweater with pretty little floral motifs. Um, I blame my friend Emily because she knit a crazy elaborate Fair Isle sweater and must have made me feel very brave <laughs> because I'm, I've am i never taken on anything quite this intense. It's a fingering weight sweater. The picture on Knit Picks and the picture that I posted to my Instagram is in a beautiful like hot coral pink and purples. I went blues because I do think I'll get more wear out of it that way. Um, and I'm really excited. I'm not sure when I'll cast it on, but it's going to be a fun, challenging pattern, you know, to, to try to do. The next one that I got was there was another color work project, and this was called the Raffinesque Cowl. This was in Swish Worsted, and it's got a light blue, a dark blue, some red, some white, a couple different colors of gray. Actually, that might be gray and not dark blue. And it looks very wintry, but uh, really just a beautiful set of colors. It's one of those cowls that's like knit in a tube. So I feel like that'll be a fun thing to do with the color work and give that a try. So I don't have immediate plans to cast that on, but it was really pretty. It was very inexpensive. So I went ahead and bought it. And then you guys, I bought something that I thought was a little bit crazy, but then I put it on Instagram and the internet told me that I wasn't crazy at all. So thank you if you... If you liked this picture, I took a picture of this sweater and it was basically like one of the most liked pictures I ever put on my Instagram. So this is called the Professor Meow sweater. It is knit out of a yarn that is called Wonder Fluff. And it's this big, fluffy, bulky weight yarn, 142 yards per 50 yard skein. It's got some halo to it. It is soft as anything. And it is 70% baby alpaca, 7% merino, 23% nylon. And I'm going to knit myself a cat sweater out of it. It has a picture of a cartoon-looking cat. And I don't know, it's fantastic. I saw it and I was like, I have to have this cat sweater. The cat in the picture looks like my cat. I know it makes me sound like a crazy person, but I was pretty excited about this. So this is a bulky weight sweater and um, it's... 
short sleeved. I think this is going to be the kind of thing that I can crank out in like no time. So it is, it is near the top of my list. Let me see how many, it's like five balls of yarn. I mean, it's like, if it's 700 yards, that's about it. And I feel like I could knit that in a very well motivated week and then I'd have a cat sweater. So watch this space, you guys. I think it's going to be super cute, although super goofy. And I feel like I will wear it probably only around the house, but around the house constantly. So those were my knit picks purchases. I did feel like that was pretty restrained. Some years I go a little bit crazy and buy everything that's on sale, and I did not do that this time. I always make sure to buy myself something for my birthday from the uh, Eat Sleep Knit Black Friday sale. This may go up before Black Friday. It probably will. Um, if you're in their 10K club, you get extra access, early access, I think as early as like 7 o'clock in the morning, my time, mountain time, to their sale. And everything in the store, you get a random discount. So you, when you check out, you get a discount. I think anything from 10 to 100% off, like a, a two or three people get their order for free. And... Sometimes I just do random things. Like one year I really wanted some Freya gradients and another year there was some Madeline Tosh that I had on my list. And so this year, oh, and last year I think this is when I bought my um, my Hedgehog minis. So they had Hedgehog minis get in stock right in time. And I, I only got 10% off last year, but I was like up at 7 in the morning to order that. So this year I decided that what I want to do is make sure that I get some yarn for the Comfort Fade Cardi. So the Comfort Fade Cardi is the latest and greatest Andrea Mowry. It is a DK weight shawl collared cardigan. I think it uses four colors of DK weight yarn. It uses a lot of yarn. So I really felt like it would be a good idea to try to get something on sale. I definitely want something that'll make the most of, you know, the speckliness and, and do a nice job of really fading well. So I have a bunch of fade options in my wish list. I took pictures of them and put them on Instagram the other day. But I have a bunch of choices. So I have one set that is Western Sky Knits and goes from a dark gray down to their colorway cake, which is a speckle. There's some hedgehog in here, although I'm I'm not sure I quite hit on a hedgehog that I like well enough. But I have I have a couple different options in hedgehog. I do have a Madeline Tosh option that I like very much that has Nassau blue and then a couple of speckles and a gray. I think I think my two favorites though, I think my two favorites are, I have one in here from Three Irish Girls that starts with a, a dark deep blue and then there's a colorway called Maleficent, which has some purple and some gray and some blue. There's a color called Kraken, which is a dark navy and then Jazz Age, which is a gray. That one is very, very pretty and I like it a lot, although I'm not sure it's got quite as much contrast as I would like. I think what I'm leaning towards is a squoosh fiber arts dk so they're ultra dk the four colors i have picked out are beachcomber black and blue memories and blue lagoon so we'll see you guys i'm gonna get up early and try to hit the discount early that's the only black shopping friday shopping i do is from my bed with my ipad i buy yarn so uh, watch the space because i i'm pretty excited about that uh that particular sweater again i think i'd wear it a ton 
I wear DK weight sweaters a lot. I didn't have anything in my in my stash that would work together, but I do feel like I've come up with some good combinations. Last but not least, guys, I wanted to give everybody the Knit Nosh update. I wanted to start by saying thank you to everyone who came out for Knit Nosh. Thank you to the wonderful and supportive dyers who come out and are part of this. I wanted to give a special thanks to several people. Carol and Celeste from Fingerplay Studio sponsored the event this time, and by doing so, they put together little goodie bags for everybody who attended. They bought little clear plastic ornaments for everybody to have to work with their minis. That's what I'm going to do with my minis is make some ornaments for my little holiday knitted tree that I have. Um, and there were ornaments and a coupon and a pattern. And I think there was candy and everybody got a little goodie bag at their seat when they showed up to the event, which was really, really cute. Longmont Yarn Shop also sponsored the event, and so Gail contributed a $50 gift card for one of the raffle prizes, and that was really exciting, but also paid for the stitch markers that went into everybody's bags. And so that's always a nice little treat in the goodie bags is to get a little set of stitch markers, and Gail um, paid for those this year. I had two fantastic designers who put together patterns for the event. So my friend Shana, again, Shana Scott, Yumi Yarns, made a Knit Nosh cowl. And, and this one is really, really cute because it is specifically designed to be used with minis or leftovers. And it's got a very faded, marled kind of a, a an aesthetic to it, which makes it really fun in terms of how the yarns play together. So I wanted to say thank you to Shana. I know she's giving this pattern away for free, I think just through today. Um, but it will be available on Ravelry, at, and it's just the Knit Nosh cowl, or you can go to uniyarns.com and check out Shana. And then my friend Jen Runyon also put together a pattern. So Jen is close friends with Liz from Colorful Eclectic, and she designed a cowl pattern for uh, use of some Colorful Eclectic yarn. So it's called the Simple Elegance Cowl, and it uses one skein of the Ecstasy Sock, and you end up with a 60-inch by 5-inch cowl, which you could use as a double wrap, which is how I like to wear my cowls. So this was a beautiful pattern. She had a sample at the show, and I wanted to say thank you to Jen for providing that as well. So Knit Nosh was on November 11th. We had a beautiful day. It was a gorgeous Colorado fall day, which was nice. I always feel like in November you're taking a bit of a risk with weather. The venue, we, we were back at Gallery 1874. We had a couple of logistical challenges, uh, but I'm going to focus on the positive here. We had a great day uh, all in all. So we did four courses. I had six dyers this year, plus I had Katie from Modular Modular was back again this year, and it's always great to have her there. So the way that we did it was the yarn came out in three courses, and I paired everybody up. Course one was there when people arrived at the event. Uh, they got Nerd String, 100% Superwash Fingering, and then Scandalous May, which is also 100% super, Superwash Merino, but that is a heavy fingering, so a little bit thicker. Renee from Nerd did some fun things this time. She only brought minis. So she brought little sets of minis, three, five, or eight skeins, and that way people could have some fun and get some minis and try different colors. And it really kind of went cool with the, first of all, like the trend, right? There's so much going on with minis and patterns for minis and things like that. But also it, it tied nicely to the event. So that was pretty cool. I'm just going to talk about the local things. I'm not going to go through the whole menu with you guys. But I did try to do some local 
beverages and things like that on a couple of the courses. So the first course we did um, from St. Vrain Cidery, their Chokeberry Cider. So it's choke cherries and raspberries and apples. And I love it. It's great. And it was fun. I tried to do a little bit more local stuff. We have a great local distilleries, local wineries, local breweries, local cideries. So I tried to kind of play into that. So it wasn't just wine this time. We kind of mixed things up. Second course was Bijou Basin Ranch. And they brought their Lhasa Wilderness to taste. So that is 75% yak, 25% bamboo. I used that exact yarn in my shawls that I knit for the event and it's lovely. It is heaven to knit with. So that was really fun. The bamboo really gives it an, a really interesting sheen. It looks like silk. I just think bamboo, you know, I, I did that interview recently with Jennifer from Theodora's Pearls and she does bamboo as well. Bamboo gives a really nice additive to a wool-based yarn. I think it's really interesting. Jonathan from MJ has been dyeing quite a bit of yarn for um, the guys at BJ Basin Ranch. They took that yarn to Rhinebeck and apparently it's sold like hot cake. So definitely go out to bijoubasinranch.com and check out their new stuff, particularly check out the stuff where they're collaborating with Jonathan from MJ because it's really kind of cool. And then Jonathan brought his Colorado Pure Fingering. So this is pretty exciting, you guys. This yarn from the dirt to the skein, I believe is how he said it, is 100% a Colorado yarn. So these are merino sheep raised in Colorado. He dyed it here. I think he even had it milled here, although I might I might be misstating about the mill. But it's a really beautiful fingering weight yarn. He's got a, a, a worsted weight as well, so I think he had two different batches of yarn milled. It's a really beautiful fingering weight. I think it's just a two-ply but it's got a really interesting twist to it. I would call it a light fingering for sure. It's not a heavy fingering, but it's this gorgeous yarn and it was so cool and so unique because, because it is a Colorado yarn, right? And that was kind of a really cool thing, I think, for everybody there at the event that they got to taste this yarn. It's very soft, um, interesting, like takes the dye very differently than some of his other bases. So the colorways that he had there, because I think he only brought the Colorado fingering, the colorways were quite different than some of his usual stuff. So that was a really unique and cool thing for um, for everybody to get to taste. And then the third course, we had our two new dyers. So I had the four who had been with me since the beginning. And then um, we had Liz from Colorful Eclectic was there. Liz brought her Ecstasy sock, which is 50% merino, 50% silk. Uh, Liz also dyed a custom colorway. It was turquoise, no surprise. She said it was based on my logo. I think she was just trying to be nice to me. <laughs> but um, the colorway was called Shiver, and so that was exciting to have something exclusive like that there. Her stuff sold like hotcakes, so that was exciting to see as well. You know, somebody who's new and kind of breaking in to see them do so well was really exciting. And then the other new dyer was Knit Stitch Yarn. And so Melanie brought her softy sock. I have some of this in my stash. It's a beautiful 75% merino, 25% nylon. One of the cool things was she had just finished, I mean, like I think the night before, the sweater she was wearing, she was wearing um, Granito by Ho Hohi Locatelli, and she knit it in these gorgeous neon stripes, like beautiful, bold colors, and she had kits there. She has kits, I believe, on her Etsy store for her Granito sweater, and then... Renee had also knit Granito out of her minis, and hers were more of an earthy palette, dark, 
reds, dark greens, some grays. So it was really cool to see the two different aesthetics from the two different designers, both stunning, um, but both, you know, really different expressions in terms of the yarn. So that was fun. It was really fun to have a couple of new people there. And they're both great dyers. You should definitely check them out. So then we had another local um, thing with this one. We had uh, from Bootstrap Brewing, which is here in Longmont, their Chillax Pineapple. There's kind of a story to that one. So Bootstrap started in Niwot, Colorado, which is where the kids' martial arts studio used to be. And the moms and I would go while the kids were at class, and we'd have a beer on the patio at the Bootstrap Brewery. And this, this pineapple chillax was always my favorite one. Well, the weekend before Knit Nosh, the moms, three, the three moms who used to go, our kids all got their black belts, plus my friend Catherine, who also was at the event. So I just, it was kind of a nice, like, emotional tie-out for me to have that there, because it was like, oh, wow, they were all so little, we used to go and do this, and and then they were, all, now they're all black belts. So that was, that was really pretty cool. And so then the last course, we just did prizes and things like that. I gave away the free your fade shawl and the gift card from Longmont Yarn Shop. We had Katie from Modular Modular with her beautiful bags. And so we gave away a couple of those. Um, somebody won a grand prize. So instead of doing a knit along with prizes this year, because it's not a great time of year to ask people to knit along, we did a grand prize. And one of the gals got one skein from every single dyer plus a bag. So that was really fun. And then I had two cool things for the last course of food and wine. The food, I had knit nosh cookies made by um, a woman named Melissa. It's Sweet Treats by Melissa CO is her like Instagram if you wanted to follow her. Um, but she made adorable, adorable custom cookies. Some of them had my logo. Some of them were shaped like balls of yarn. Some of them were like a background. And then she had like knitting needles and what looked like knitted fabric all done with royal icing. It was crazy, these cookies. They were so stinking cute. I just wanted to have them all. They were beautiful. And then I did a local wine for the last course. So this was from Palisade, Colorado. It was a fruit-based wine. So it was 100% made from fermented cranberries. So this was St. Catherine Cellars Cranberry Kiss. And I thought that was fun because we are heading into Thanksgiving here in the U.S. and cranberries are really big around Thanksgiving. And so I thought, well, that would be a fun way to do it. And it was a really nice wine. It was not super sweet. Like I always worry, I don't like super sweet things. So for example, the cider that we tasted at the beginning was a dry cider because I don't like sweet cider. This was a nice, tart, yummy wine. And the people at my table were joking because they said the only problem with it was that it didn't have much of an alcohol taste at all which could be dangerous with your family at Thanksgiving. You'd run the risk of getting hammered on cranberry wine at the dinner table. So that was the Knit Nosh update. I, I really had a very nice day. It's a lot of work, uh, and, but I, it came together, and I think everybody had a great time. I'm starting to kick around some ideas for next time. I may switch things up a little bit. I'm definitely going to take the holidays and just let myself have some relaxation before I start thinking about what comes next. But for everybody who participated or sponsored or supported or traveled or showed up and came to the event, I just wanted to say thank you for being so supportive, for supporting our local yarn shops and our local dyers and all the local vendors that I try to use for the event. It means a lot to everybody. So Thank you all. Guys, that's it for the episode. So I hope everybody in the U.S. has a wonderful and restful Thanksgiving as everybody heads into the holiday season. I hope that you are 
uh, taking time to be kind to yourself and to have some peaceful, quiet, and enjoy your knitting and enjoy your family and enjoy the season. So I'll be back soon with a new episode, guys. In the meantime, if you want to connect with me, I'm not on the Ravelry group very much lately, but I'm on Instagram all the time um, as at Knit Actually Podcast. There's a Facebook and a Twitter for the podcast if you're interested there. The best place is always just Instagram. And until I talk to you again, happy knitting. Thanks for hanging out. Bye.